0: This is the Vital Dawn Podcast from Monday, November 4th. Uh, Stocks are rallying everywhere. Europe, Asia, and our futures are up 14 points, um, breaking above 3075. Uh, Really many of the same reasons as before are helping to propel equities higher. So you had a lot of positive trade news out over the weekend. You have uh, continued positive remarks from both China and the US about phase one. So both sides sound very eager to get an agreement in place it looks like there will be some type of a signing ceremony somewhere in the U.S. Trump threw out Iowa is one suggestion. Other media reports had, uh, said Alaska or Hawaii could also be options. But wherever it takes place, um, you know, like I said, both sides seem very eager to get this in place to avoid further escalation. It doesn't look like at this point that they're going to be de-escalating a lot of the existing trade restrictions that have been put in place. But certainly avoiding incremental tariffs is not bad. Um and then you had uh Wilbur Ross is is traveling through asia he's made a lot of comments to the press over the last 48 hours two comments in particular are very encouraging he said that he will be granting very shortly permanent waivers to us companies to ship certain uh prop, certain components to huawei for non essential goods um again this is something that they've been talking about for a while and it looks like it's finally going to come to fruition he also said that it's very that it's looking unlikely the us will impose Tariffs on Eurozone auto imports. So remember, Trump is facing a deadline on that subject by mid-November. So these are kind of the big trade catalysts that people have been looking for throughout November. So you have Phase One, you have the Huawei tariff agreement. I'm sorry, the Huawei waiver agreement. You have Eurozone tariff uh, decision, and then you also have USMCA, which is the least certain of the four, but also the least important. So those four trade catalysts have been have been sitting out there on the calendar now for several weeks, and they've contributed to the recent rally in stocks. So I think at this point in time, they are going to unfold in a favorable fashion, but I I feel that they're mostly embedded within the S&P at these price levels. Um, So that was definitely the most major news out over the weekend, especially as far as macro is concerned. There really wasn't a ton of economic data this morning. Um, out of out of Europe or Asia and there's not a lot out of the. US either um, We are going to get comments from Lagarde at 2:30 p.m. so this will be the first time she'll speak as ECB president so people are kind of watching that um, to see if she gives any indication on on policy. Um, I will say that it looks it looks pretty clear that the ECB as well as the Fed are on hold um, for the, for the very foreseeable future. I mean, if you go back to the recent ECB decision, um, it was met with enormous pushback, um, from various different factions on the ECB. There was a lot of controversy around it. I think the bar for them acting further is very high. And then out of the fed you had as well. Um, you had the Wednesday decision, the Wednesday press conference where Powell was pretty explicit in stating that, um, you know, policy is going to stay unchanged for a very long time. And then on Friday, you saw a bunch of Fed officials speak following our jobs report, and they kind of echoed that sentiment too—that they don't, they don't see any need at this point in time for the Fed to be easing further. So we should think about the ECB and the Fed. While they've been very accommodative and they've cut rates over the last several months, they aren't going to be doing anything incremental going forward. Um, the other big topic, I think, it's very important. Um, has occurred on the political front. So there were a ton of polls out over the weekend. A lot of them are kind of signaling um, a relatively static state of the Democratic race, where Biden leads in the polls, mostly on this issue of electability, where he's perceived to be the strongest opponent to Trump, um, followed by Warren Warren, and then Sanders. And then Budacek also is kind of quietly rallying in the polls, in certain polls, and he's doing especially well in Iowa, which will be the first caucus um, early next year. Um, I think more important perhaps though, are the details that Warren released Friday morning of her health care plan, this Medicare for all, that have been criticized, panned, ridiculed um, nearly across the the political spectrum, both by conservatives and then also from large factions of the Democratic Party. Um, it really laid bare just kind of how unrealistic this whole concept is, um, and if anything, it made people feel better that the risk of this actually being implemented are much less than before. So it'll be interesting to see if, this, if it damages her at all in any of the upcoming polls. But I thought the reaction to it was very interesting where she was under a lot of pressure to provide uh, more specificity around the plans, how she would pay for it, what what it would cover, etc. And when she did, um, if anything, it kind of was just a further setback for the whole idea. So I thought that was definitely a in- very interesting reaction. She released that Friday morning. Um so that was, that's kind of the big, you know, the macro summary. And, and like I said before, obviously, we've overshot this thirty fifty level. I really do think that that embeds the present kind of fundamental framework that we're looking at. Um, and if you kind of look through all the data and growth and earnings, you know, we certainly have had positive news of late, but it's not necessarily changing the trajectory as far as estimates for growth or EPS. So you're still looking at that $175 for next year. Um, you know, multiples are getting pretty elevated at this point in time. And then, as far as trade is concerned, um you know you you do have these catalysts coming up in November, and I do think they will be positive. I just think that at this point, most people are already assuming uh, favorable outcomes for all of them. So I don't know why they're going to continue to be upside catalysts when, for the most part, you're getting the market um, consensus already assuming, like I said, favorable outcomes. Um, And just quickly to run down a few micro headlines, uh, there was an Under Armour report. Under Armour is the subject of a federal accounting probe having to do with revenue recognition policies. Under Armour is going to be reporting this morning. Um, That stock's getting hit pre-market. McDonald's fired a CEO over an inappropriate employee relationship. Infosys conducted a probe into this whistleblower claim, said there's no evidence to support it. And then Berkshire reported Saturday morning with um, strong earnings and then uh, continued growth in this cash hoard as Buffett um, struggles to find an attractive acquisition candidate. So they're sitting on about one hundred and twenty eight billion dollars of cash. Um, And that is pretty much it for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening.